Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on Series 9. This is a pretty cool series. Now, I've had a lot of cool guests come on my podcast, and uh, I was curious how they ended up being the way that they are. And I've always been asked kind of like, what did your parents do to have you become a four-time Olympian? Well, I have reached out to some of my guests' parents to see what it's like to raise a child who's become an elite athlete or just an all-around amazing human. This is episode 74. Now let me introduce the guest, the mother, that we will be dropping in with today. This guest is the mother to episode 19's guest. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, you're going to want to listen to that one next. Her children might have the coolest names. They are Journey, Irie, Truth, and Oak. In 2005, after having four kids, she endured a traumatic brain injury while snowboarding. After being in neurocritical care, spending several weeks weeks in the neuro ward, many months of rehab, she was figuring out who she was now. She was adopted as a baby to a Baptist minister and his wife in Ontario. Prior to her brain injury, she attended Trinity Western University, getting her physical education degree and taught at various international high schools around the globe. She met her husband, Ben, in Ontario, and their family moved to Whistler full-time in 2011. They currently spend their mountains and the ocean. Her career life goal was simple. She wanted to be a mom. Having raised four kids, she certainly is, is, is very experienced in that role. She is now a doula and has 20 years career working with young families. Her goal is to support her community in a way she has felt has been lost in our society. Her kids are all extremely different in their interests, yet their love and care for people runs deep in them all. This daughter, wife, mother, snowboarder, doula has one of the sweetest families in Whistler I know. Let me introduce and let's drop in with Julie Smith. (laughs) There you are. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, Some parents are a little too shy to come on on the podcast, so I'm really grateful that you're a dear friend and (laughs) you come on my podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. That's awesome. Okay, so we do start with the 10 rapid-fire questions, which are obviously never rapid. The listeners, the viewers (laughs) all know this. They go on, but it gives them an idea of who you are to better understand you. Okay. Are you ready to drop in? I'm ready. Okay, number one, what sports did you do growing up? I actually, I was really sporty. It was mostly um, the high school type sports, basketball, volleyball, soccer, all the sports. I I, I actually really loved all the sports, anything I could get my hands on. Mm -hmm. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Next question, number two, what drew you to the mountains? Well, you know what? We grew up skiing as a family. Like um, my dad, is, as you said in, in my bio, he was a, a Baptist minister. We didn't have a ton of money, but the one thing that we did as a family was ski. And um, my mom would take us 
um, actually more than my dad. And so I actually was the one of us three that really fell in love with it quite early, but it wasn't mountains. We lived in Ontario and it was a garbage dump with snow. What, what, what hill was it? It was Chicopee in Kitchener. No, I think that's good to know because people will be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. That's cool. Yeah, like it was small, small. And then we moved out west and then I fell actually in love with the actual mountains when I actually saw them. <laughs> I know. It's a little bit different on the west coast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Oh, okay. Number three, when your kids were younger, what was offered to them after school? Well, honestly, Mercedes, having so many of them, uh, I – I kept it real simple. So okay. uh, we kind of honed in on like it, we, it was pretty quick that we realized like our middle two were extremely sporty. And honestly, we could have put them in every sport known to man. Yes. We, we made them choose one. And yeah. also along with that sport, then we also took them to Mount Seymour where the whole family skied and snowboarded. Okay. But um, the oldest and youngest did kind of music and art and the middle two did uh, soccer and snowboarding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool that you made them choose one. That's, that's, that's a, I mean, it works for <laughs> I, your family. I couldn't. I could, honestly, I would see a lot of people and I, I hats off to them that, that want to um, give their kids every opportunity to try. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely a hell no with that because I, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be there. I was like, totally. I know you want to play hockey, but no, I know you want to, no. Fair. Totally so fair. We said no. Yeah. And this is like what, what parents want to know. Like yeah. everyone always asks me, they're like, what did your, what did your parents do? I'm like, they just let me try everything. And yeah. there was only, there was only two of us though. So that makes a big difference. Yeah. I didn't, even, I just didn't have it in me. Honestly, even if one of them had driven themselves, I would have been like, I'm sorry. No, no, yeah. it's just too much. It's too much. So let's focus in on one. And they, you know what? They, they love, they love the things that they did. That's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Wicked. Yeah. All right. Number four, what is the last book that you read? Okay. So I have full disclosure here. I'm going to be dead honest. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've maybe read, and I do, I have, I have an answer for you, but okay. I, I want to be honest in saying I've probably read five books in my 50 years of life. Oh, okay. Because I don't like reading. I'm not, that's I'm totally reader. fair. I, I, I don't enjoy it. I, I, I have, some of my closest friends who will sit at coffee and talk about the book they devoured over a weekend and 25 yeah. other books they read over their holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not me. However, <laughs> the latest book that I read was The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate. What's that about? I don't know what that one is. Oh, it's it's fantastic. I mean, he it's basically um, he's one of the leading um, experts right now on how ch- uh, childhood trauma affects us and how we move through the world. After, oh, hey, um, cool. and this one is his latest. He's got tons, and actually, the five books I've read are Gabbermatic books. So I obviously have a thing, um, but this one specifically is how we bought into society telling us that uh, this pace of life is normal, quote unquote. And yet, right. there's no mistakes why we have um, the highest rates right now of suicide, anxiety, and antidepressant. Our children are on the highest. Um, amounts of anti-anxiety drugs that they've ever seen. So he 100%. just dis- debunks all the things we have said are normal that are not normal. Awesome. Yeah. I knew you'd have something good. Well, Even I though you've to- only read like five <laughs> books in your life. That was but pretty I, sweet. The other thing is I've started probably 25 and never finished. So 
This one I actually read from start to finish. So I'm quite proud of actually reading a book. Yes. Tap on the back. But I do highly recommend it to everybody for sure. Oh, that's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Nice. I I always, I usually, because I know like a lot of people might not be into books. I usually follow it up with like, what was the last Netflix show you watched? <laughs> okay, but I'm so weird too because I don't, I don't watch TV. Like, okay. Honestly. But but I'll tell you because I did watch one and I freaking loved it. Okay. Um, it was Yellowstone. Oh. And the so prequel good. to it, 1883. I have yet so, to watch that. Oh, when, oh, Mercedes. It's better than Yellowstone. Uh, oh. So that's the last series I watched. And because I tend to get involved in the characters, I, quite, I get quite sad after. So I don't start anything yeah. else. I'm My attention span's pretty low too. So I kind of tend to dip in and out, you know? Okay. Got it. Totally yeah. got it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Number five, what school did your kids go to and why did you choose that path for them? Oh my goodness, it's one of my favorite questions I get asked, actually. Um, one thing I learned, so I was a high school teacher before I was a mom yeah. and saw all forms of education at the time. I worked in the private school system. I worked with um, underprivileged youth. I worked, I worked in various different forms of education. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I feel I took on quite young as a mom was to never get fatalistic about education. I kind of realized early on that what might work for one of my four may not work for the other three. And so we started in public school. Yeah. Um, it didn't work. Uh, my oldest daughter was actually really brutally bullied in grade two. Mm -hmm. We left that school and I homeschooled the girls. The girls were the only ones that were in school at the time. I quickly realized I was not a homeschool mom. <laughs> so we did that for a year and still their geography suffers because of it. I will tell you that actually, that <laughs> I single-handedly ruined her geographical sense. Oh my um, gosh. Then we went back to a really beautiful school in East Van in public, a public school before we moved to Whistler, to which yeah. we enrolled our kids at the Waldorf School, which is uh, a private, uh, very nature-based school. And my okay. girls both graduated from the Waldorf school and then my boys switched over to Whistler High. So we've literally, we've done it all. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it's been great and not great. And there's no perfect system. Yeah, for sure. You that's, know, that's a great answer for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, number six, would you be at all of your kids events when you were young, when they were younger? Oh wait, I'm going to, oh yeah. Yeah. Is you that, said yeah. you they were only allowed to do like one, so that kind of answered it a little bit. But like, you have four kids, so like, yeah. How did you? Well, choose? Saturdays were soccer, right? So okay. we just knew that there would be a the truth would have a game and Ari would have a game, and so we all went if we could. So Saturdays were soccer days. Yeah. Um, if there was like a performance, yes, I would be there a hundred percent. If there was an art show. Yes, I would be there 100%. And, and Ben as well. Like, that's one thing we really, really tried to, to do was mm -hmm. to be at those events. Um, right. And also, also to bring the rest of the kids to watch. Yes. Just to help them. Like, even if they weren't interested, like, Oak, I'm sorry, was never interested in the soccer. But he was making <laughs> daisy, daisy chains from awesome. the beautiful grass. 
<laughs> that was over here, but he was still there. He was present, yeah. you know, and yeah. we did it as a team. And I think, um, even now to this day, I have to be honest, I struggle to go to the events cause they're scary for me now. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get, yeah. All your kids are in different directions too. So <laughs> yeah, it's understandable. So yes, we definitely did. Yeah. We tried to be at all the events. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Okay. Number seven, how active is your lifestyle now? You know, it's changed over the years. I would say it's still incredibly active. And so I was a phys ed teacher and a personal trainer for mm-hmm. for years before I had my children. Then that mm-hmm. obviously changed things. But I always remained active with my kids. The mountain was a place that we really, it was important for us to all be on. Um, my my version of activity changed. I, I no longer wanted to be in a gym. So I found other ways. Does anyone uh, actually want to be in the gym? No. <laughs> I, I think so. I think some people still do. Um, I think I just gymmed myself out. I'm not joking. Like, like you know, my kids will be like, I want to go to the gym with me. And I'm like, no, no, thanks. No. <laughs> I, gym- I totally gymmed myself out. That's and, fair. But now it's different. Like, now I still... Uh, I still love to be in the water when we're in, in Tofino. I still love to be on the mountain. It just looks different. I might do three laps and then have coffee. I still oh, okay. walk every day, you know, like nature definitely is my, it's my temple. And so I'm outside a lot, yeah. but I'm, am I getting my heart rate way up? Probably not as much as I should. Well, I mean, ac- every, every, everyone <laughs> in Whistler is a little bit, um, over at overly active. So it's, I'm it's, definitely on the lower end of that. <laughs> it's all good. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 Um, number eight, this is like a, a question for me because this, this last fall and like January were pretty tough, um, for me mm-hmm. to motivate myself. So how do you motivate yourself on days that you might be lacking motivation to actually be active or go outside? Uh, you know, I, I have this little, I call it an ember inside of me and it has been, this one, this has been a really rough winter, I think, you know, I appreciate you saying that. (laughs) Yeah, no, truly. And, and for me, honestly, I'm a very, I would say hyperactive person. Like I can't stay inside long. It doesn't usually take much to motivate me, even just to go to, for a walk, Mm -hmm. but it's been a struggle in this, in the grayness, you know? And so I, I have had to really dig deep and I always call it that little ember that is inside of me that says, get out, you'll feel better. Yeah. And I always do, but it's, it's taken me, mm, what's motivated me. All I can say is, is I have to. Yeah. Like, even if it, like I said, if it's a walk around Alpine, Mm -hmm. it's not far. Like, again, I'm not going on a big run or going up the mountain, but just to get out and breathe that fresh air, I'm always glad I do. But I would say it's that little voice that says, just do it. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it hasn't hasn't been easy this winter. And I agree. I was talking to my friend who's a counselor and I was like, you know what? I'm, it is currently, we are recording this. It's February 20th, um, 2023. And like January, <laughs> December, November was like just challenging for mm-hmm. our whole community um, because as I said, I was talking to my friend that's a counselor and she's like, you are not alone. Like this whole community is having a rough time. And I was like, yeah. do you know what? It actually makes me feel better. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it, I said that 
I said that to someone else the other day. This is a collective feeling. This isn't mm-hmm. this. Uh, it's a, probably the first time it hasn't felt like I'm I'm in this alone. It's definitely sure. felt like a collective feeling in the in this town. The ice, yeah. then the rain, then the nothing, yeah. then the you know. It's been quite extreme. Yeah. So for our listeners and viewers, we are, are obviously <laughs> in Whistler, British Columbia, Canada, and the weather this winter has been up and down. It's like almost like what I would assume menopause is like. It's hot. Oh, it's cold. Well, it's raining. Honey. It's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that on another podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Number number almost through the never rapid rapid fire. Okay. <laughs> number nine. What makes you smile? Oh my goodness everything i so i i realize uh, i have a lot of joy mm-hmm. i feel grateful because i i really i i have a i have a deep sense of joy and i get it doesn't take much <laughs> it does not take much so let's say i mean my kids bring me a lot of, they make me smile a lot now that they're adults most of them mm-hmm they really make me laugh. Like we're really good friends. So there's a lot of laughter that happens. Um, Nature. I could be driving still the sea to sky blows my mind, you know, we've lived here a long time, but again, having not grown up here, I'm blown away by, by the beauty. Yeah. And so, or, or a good song on the radio Uh that brings a huge smile to my face. Music does wonders for my soul. Yes. Yes. Dancing. That brings a big smile. So yeah, I feel like I, a lot, a lot of things. Coffee. Oh my word. (laughs) You know, I said that because I know my kids would be like, you didn't mention coffee. What mom? It's everything to you. It's literally the nectar of what is in which you like function. So coffee, Mercedes. I told you I'm a simple creature. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. Last question might be the heaviest, not really, yeah. but kind of. Yeah. Number 10, did you know about your kids' passions for what they're doing now when they were younger? Did it shine through in any way? 100%. Like you knew what they were going to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? tell me more. Okay. 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 Let's get into each kid though because you have four and we haven't really okay. explained what each of them is doing now. So this is this will go into our just chit-chat now. Okay, the chit chat. Okay, so our oldest daughter is Journey, and mm-hmm. she's turning twenty three in uh, April. Um, yeah, she. I, I should I should preface by saying so. Journey had a stroke at birth, and okay. um, had has had twenty five brain surgeries in her young twenty two years. Wow. So yeah, so her life has been a little different than what most kids or most people's humans lives look mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Um, and early on we saw a re- despite, uh, you know, physical pain, emotional pain, we just saw this light in her that was like, oh my goodness, you're going to work with people. You're going to, you're going to light up the room. Oh, um, I love it. and you're probably not going to live in the mountains. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she was our one and our youngest, we'll get into that, but definitely wasn't like my soul place is not the mountains. Ocean is her soul. Okay. So when she graduated high school, she was out of here and moved to Tofino quite quickly. And that was no surprise at all. And then she went on to get her social service degree. And um, most recently was working in Uculet with uh, two incredibly lovely, sweet little boys who'd come from 
really difficult backgrounds. And okay. so she just brought her own, um, I would say, I guess, adversity, uh, the things she had gone through as a young child and just brought that um, beautiful, playful, childlike attitude and spirit right. to their days. And she was their safe person. Oh, I love that. So I always knew she would be working with people. Yeah. And by the ocean. <laughs> Irie. Irie. Yeah. I. Okay. So Irie has always been fire. Yeah. She's always kind of been like, if you tell me I'm you're to do that, well, I'm going to do that. Um, like the she, opposite or she's going to do oh, it? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No. Like if you say you should be that, I'm going to be that. Like something else. Like she's, the she's just her okay. own person. She's. She's always just been Irie. She's always beat to her own drum, dressed the way she wanted, said to people, yeah, that works for you. Doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um, I will be young and do this. I will be, you know. So when we moved her to the mountains, which was a beautiful move for her, mm -hmm. um, we just saw this light in her come alive. And we knew, I mean, at that time, she was also competitive, dabbling in the competitive snowboarding world. Mm -hmm. Um and so we saw this, this absolute, um, she was comfortable in the mountain. Snow brought her comfort. It, mm -hmm. it just is where she was, her soul lit up. And we've always said that to our kids, what lights your soul up? And if it's not lighting you up, it's, it's not for you. Yeah. And so this was kind of a term that's like, to, what, light your, what's, what lights your soul up? To the, to the point when she had graduated high school and was in, rolled at UVic online for psychology and it was during COVID. So of course it sucked. She sat with her dad, plunked herself on the couch and was like, uh, my soul is dying. Oh, and Ben was like, well, that's not good. So what is, what's your soul saying? And then they found the school in Iceland and she moved to Iceland and is getting her guiding and her backcountry. So I, we, I, I, none of this surprises me. Right. None of it. Yeah. So for our listeners and viewers, Irie is the one that was on episode 19 where I learned – I like wanted her on day one when I started the podcast because mm. she's – if you listen to her story, she – pretty much all her garbage fit in a jar for a year and she's done it twice yeah. now? A few uh, – three years she's done it and is still trying to. It's a little – yeah. It's a little more difficult when she moved to Iceland. That that was difficult. But yeah, so yeah. she's definitely still very much focused on zero waste and trying to make a much lower impact. It's the coolest. And I loved having her on. I learned so much. And I know I can learn so much more from her. Yes. All right. On on yeah, to uh, truth. Let's, let's hear about truth. <laughs> okay. So truth <laughs> has, has always just been – so he's, he's always had a, just a smile. And he's always gone at whatever he does with an absolute passion. I, I'm so inspired by all of them. And so I'm going to yeah. say this about truth is that the, the truth inspires me because, you know, these athletes, they, it takes a lot, as you know, Mercedes, physically, mm -hmm. uh, emotionally. And people always say, well, yeah, but what, what's, what, what's the difference between truth and Irie? Like Irie, Irie's just as talented as a snowboarder, but truth's pursued it and taken it to the next level. And only just because I had them both come out of my body, I can tell you that, that that's something you're born with. So they were raised the same. And Irie was like, I do not, not like to compete. Like yeah. the same butterflies that truth gets that say, says that's like, whoo, those butterflies feel so good. Irie was like, 
please shoot, shoot me. Take me out. No. I don't want. Yeah, that's all. I don't <laughs> like those butterflies. Yeah. So truth just always went at whatever it was, whether it was skateboarding, soccer, uh, snowboarding, friendships, um, community. He yeah. he just he loves people. It's not mm-hmm. shocking to me that he's in the competitive snowboarding world and making a lot of people laugh. He's <laughs> he's committed. He's driven. Um, and he's, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not shocked and yet I'm blown away every day that he's, he's still going and, 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 and he's, he is living his childhood dream. Yes. And that's oh not gosh. easy to do in this town, no. you know? No, no. There's so, so many great athletes in this town, but I mean, anytime I see any of your kids around town, it just makes me, it, it lights up my soul. Because they're Great. such good kids, they're such they good are. kids, and they always say hello. It's it's just that that's a lot. That means a lot. So yeah, truth, absolutely crushing it on the snowboard scene. He is on the Canadian national snowboard team. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, he is. Yeah, how long having has he been a great on the time national team? Was just uh, named to the national team in June. And I would like the viewers (laughs) and listeners to know that Julie was in Alberta, drove out. You drove out, right? We flew out. Oh, you flew out. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's still pretty good. You flew out (laughs) to watch your son hit one of the biggest scaffolding big air jumps um, pretty much ever. So yeah. <laughs> I know in my mom, 25 in my, I, it was freezing cold, yeah. um, which is so cool. And I know, um, my mom only ever watched, um, in person th- four of my competitions, three of which were the Olympics where she watched <laughs> with her eyes covered. And I yes. think one time she was like, you would be so proud of me. I actually watched. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like, I, I actually said that same thing, Mercedes, because <laughs> I actually do not watch. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Now that his events, now he's in events that are actually televised. And Ben sent me the link recent, just last weekend for the World Cup in Calgary that Ben attended. Yeah. yeah. And I said, awesome. oh, that's nice. And he goes, you're watching, right? And no. I was like, no, I'm going for a walk. Keep me updated. <laughs> I I mean, it's not that I'm not interested. I, I love to hear the end endings. And yeah, I mean, yeah, he actually yeah. ended up breaking his collarbone at the World Cup. So, Oh, no, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, so he's disappointed, but you know what? Watching his his attitude has been even inspiring. In that he mm-hmm. he's like, well, this happens. It's all part of it. So now, yeah. now I just move yeah. forward. So sorry. You know he'll probably yeah. he'll, taking the time off when you're that excited to be in it is so challenging, <laughs> but also it makes you appreciate it so much more when you get back. Absolutely, there's a fire that it's a, probably a new fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's talk about the youngest who I met <laughs> um, when he was so tiny. Actually, I have a. F- the, oh my gosh! Actually, I should I should bring it out, but Please. he he drew me. Well, it is right behind me, and now everyone's gonna know what's going on behind me here. Um, <laughs> He drew. I want to know what's going on behind you. No, it's like the cutest thing ever. So, um, remember at Camp of Champions? Yes. I taught him how to skateboard. I don't know if you remember that. That was like, oh my goodness. Really getting dirty here. Okay. (gasps) And he did this. Oh my (laughs) word. Mercedes, I forgot about that. That's that's really it's, special, actually. It's so I framed it. It says I love, love it. from Oak to Mercedes. Thanks for teaching me. 
Oh my word. So Isn't what's so beautiful about that is that when Oak was five, and so this will just this will just segue into your question. Did I know what he was gonna do? So yeah. when he was five years old, he was drawing in black and white like that. Yeah. Drawing like only girls. Yeah. Oh. So he would only draw with black pen. He wouldn't use color. And he would only draw women. And so we, my friend approached me in East Van who had a, a sweet little studio. And she's like, I want to hold his first art show. Like he's oh. going to be something someday. And so I want to do this. And so he, so I sat with Oak and I said, Oak, would you like to do this? Yes, I would like to. Mm-hmm. He, so he drew 23 different totally different women, girls slash women in his life slash sister slash whatever. Yeah. We framed them in all different frames. Okay. And then I said to him, so what do you think this show should be called? And he sat there for a minute. Again, he's five years old. (laughs) And he says, well, mom, none of these girls, he's looking at them all on the table. He goes, none of these girls look alike. And I said, you're right. They, they don't. And he goes, so the show's going to be called no two girls alike. And literally five years old people, five years, five years old people. It was so beautiful. Our community came, we like, we bought him flowers. It was his first art show. People purchased, purchased his drawings that they still have on their wall. So wait, do I have a masterpiece here? So for our listeners, our listeners that can't see it, they're just listening. It's like two girls and Oak in the middle and it's on like a little mini ramp and it is like the cutest. It's so cute. Mercedes. Um, And that's what I mean. It's adorable. Yeah, we have a Polaroid photo together and he is just a tiny little human. But I freaking loved this. So I framed it myself. So I have a piece of expensive art <laughs> yes you do well in the coolest original thing about art about oak is that now he's 17 mm-hmm. so that part of like what we've watched in oak so people are always like oh my goodness we can't wait and this is a young a young man that's grown up in a sporty high testosterone very high you know type a town totally. and oak has is not that and he he's this very unique creative um soul who has always just been creative. So when people are like, is he going to be an artist? I'm like, you know what? He drew for a while. Then he moved to sewing. Then he moved to makeup. Then he moves to fashion. So as of right now, what's he going to do? It will be something so artistic and creative. And he is exactly, exactly where I would have seen him. And I'm also very excited for him to get out of Whistler next year after he graduates (laughs) to experience experience the world outside of the mountain culture and that's what's what's so cool about your kids is like they have left whistler and i think that's so important is to leave the town that you grew up in explore the world like i was a mentor to someone once they sat down at the table they were like i'm going to university but like what do you think i should do and i was like honestly if you want to like be the best person you could be, go traveling because yes. you got to see what yes. else is out there other than in your own backyard. I mean, our backyard's 100%. pretty freaking sweet and I come back pretty often. <laughs> but you it's have to see backyard, what is out you there. You did grow up in it, right? Like people yeah. say, why would you ever want to leave? Well, because mm. we live here. Why do you want to leave your place, right? And I'm exactly. with you. It's the number one thing for me as a parent has not been go to university, go blah, blah, blah. And COVID actually did a big, I mean, number on that for my girls, but go yeah. see the world, go experience different cultures and different ways of living, you know? 
Amazing. And so they're all doing that now, which is exciting. It's so cool. I mean, your family, honestly, nothing but good things to say. And I have to give you a huge shout out for th- like helping all the mamas in town too. You Aww. being um, and you doing what you do is like being a doula and helping everyone is is really powerful. And and everything that you and your husband do in town, you're so great with the community. It's it's like lovely to see. Thanks, Mercedes. It feels like an honor. It's. I mean, I love babies, so Ben made me get a job where I was holding babies. Because <laughs> you <laughs> didn't said, need any more. <laughs> so I got a job holding being a doula. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, um, like, just to round this out, what is like if 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 there are parents that maybe are just like getting their kids into sports or into arts or music, what, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give them? You know, it's interesting. I was asking Ben before I came on here, I was like, what, what would we say together as, as for all four of them, obviously they're Mm -hmm. so different and not just, um, not just for elite athletes, just in parenting in general. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the biggest things that happens in parenting is we become attached to our children's identities. Right. Right. Like we, we attach our own stuff, whether it be the best of intentions or not, we tend to attach our own things to their outcomes. And Mm -hmm. I think when we can keep that in check, and I think that, that, you know, we all want our kids to do well in life in general and well being healthy, happy, Mm -hmm. you know, safe and strong. Um, it's when we start to kind of like get our own fears or our own things involved. And so it's constantly just, just asking yourself, is this mine or is this your, is this theirs? Mm, yeah. Um, and so wanting the best for your kids while not attaching yourself to it, I think gives them a lot more freedom to, to explore a lot of things while also knowing exactly who they are. And it, 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 it's not easy when you have multiples it, to be able to allow them to be an individual. And yeah. we're kind of, <laughs> we're, 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 we're a crew. And so the four of them, the, the most beautiful thing for me as their mother is to see that they love each other so much and cheer for each other so much. Mm-hmm. And yet Oak may not have a clue what trick truth is doing, but yeah. he's there cheering for his brother and vice versa. And part of that is just, just celebrating individuals, you know, so Love not that. attaching to your children's outcomes, I think would be my, my biggest advice. So good. So good. Is there anything else that you want to add to this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just so grateful. I think that, like I had said in, in, um, in my bio, I, I strongly feel as I'm leaving, everybody wants to know like, oh my gosh, you're going to empty nester, Julie. Are you going to have a nervous breakdown and all these things? And (laughs) the answer is no, I'm fine. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, But what I want to say is that it's been a real honor in this community and why I'm grateful that you would have me on the program to, to have walked alongside a lot of young parents in this transition. And I feel uh, that uh, we, we haven't had our older or elders, um, coming alongside us, society kind of kept us apart. And I feel Mm -hmm. now more than ever, now as my role as an older mom, um, I I feel very much that it's important to come alongside the younger parents and the younger um, kids and, Mm -hmm. and support and not because we have it all together by any means, 
but to just offer a listening ear and offer the wisdom that we may have that then these young parents can glean from. So I'm always grateful to have um, an opportunity like this just to share. So thank you. Heck yeah, Lou. Let's spread this out there. I mean, we've had, Mm. we've been at two baby showers together in the last month. (laughs) We really have. We've got some good mamas coming I'm going to spread my mojo all over the place. Yeah, we've we've got two amazing mamas in the world coming. We got Dom Ballet and Jamie Anderson. Can't wait for Jamie's little one to pop out. So really exciting. Um, Everyone, I want you to go now, if you haven't listened or watched um, episode 19 with Julie's daughter, Irie Smith. Go ahead and listen to that. Julie, thank you so much for dropping in today. This is great insight. And I'm just going to like get a couple roundups, like things that I took away from that is that all your four kids are so different on different journeys. I love that you knew exactly where or what area they were going to be in. I think that's super cool insight because I haven't talked to my parents about this yet. They're going to be the last on this series. I can't wait to listen to that. So like I'm nervous and excited. I hope your kids get to listen to this because it's mm-hmm. it's it's so cool to hear from a parent's perspective that sometimes mm-hmm. athletes and kids don't, don't really get to hear that. They like, maybe talk about it in the background, but um, – so cool. And uh, the, the, what lights your, what lights up your soul. I, I really um, just love that part about Irie being like, my soul is dying and that you guys were there for her. And she's like yeah. changed, just changed her program. And now she like, I love that you knew that she wanted to be out in the snow and that maybe mm-hmm. university and COVID combined wasn't the best fit for her and you're just allowing your kids to do what they want and follow their own path. It's uh, so beautiful to see. So thank you so much for dropping in today. Thank you. Thanks so much for dropping in today. You can find everything you want to know about dropping in with Mercedes at droppinginwithmercedes.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Thanks DJ Kenosis for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Hi, this is Candace Sampson, the voice behind What She Said. My show is your destination for stories that not only entertain, but also educate and empower. Every week, I spotlight strong female voices from across Canada, women who are changing the narrative and driving change. 
Don't miss out on these inspiring episodes. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon Music, or head over to whatshesaidtalk.com. What She Said can also be heard on blasttheradio.com, Mondays at 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. That's blasttheradio.com. It's time to dive into the stories that truly matter.